Hey there, guys and gals, it's me, El Capitan Muerte himself, Captain Death, here to tell you guys about an exciting new announcement I have that I'm going to put online here for a couple of the episodes. We have a new merch store up on redbubble.com, www.redbubble.com, backslash people, backslash El Capitan Muerte. Uh, you know, buy a sticker. It's like three bucks. Have have fun. You know, you do you. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on to the show. Uh, thank you all so much for your patronage, and stay spoopy. The birds are chirping. <laughs> the cars are driving by. We have a nice breeze. It's beautiful. 78 degrees here in balmy, balmy Hollywood. 1040 a.m. Recording live from a studio audience of. Zero. Thank you. <laughs> um, get a job. <laughs> Thanks, honey. All right. Yeah. What's up? We are here. Episode one hundred and forty-eight with the brothers. One forty-eight. Spam and cam. Spam cam. <laughs> and. <laughs> We are here to discuss and do several things. Several things are going to take place today. We are going to record a live intro to this episode from California. Uh, last night we just went to Hollywood's Universal Studios Horror Nights. <laughs> it's a little late. Uh, it was a little late, but... <laughs> We thought we wanted to talk about it while we had it the freshest in our memories. And then and then when we're back safely landed in sweet, sweet, gray East Coast, we will uh, read gloomy stories and no longer talk about our time in the sun. Yes. So, oh, Spam and Cam, we are here to... Talk about our favorite shit from last night. It was a sick night. Like, we, we could also talk about the less favorite shit if we want to go there, but let's start mm. with the let's start with the tops. So, honestly, one thing that was really great right off the bat, you're walking in there and they had some super cool fog machine going, the lights are all out, universal balls lit up like techno colors. And there's awesome pumping music going. Like, they get you set up real good from the get-go. As, right soon, as, as soon as you're walking no. in. The lights are real good. The music's good. We walked by the first maze because we were just so like, where are we? What is what is happening? Where are we going? Taking in our surroundings. They disorient you uh, purposefully with fog. Like, even the one... <laughs> Even the one food stand was just absolutely shrouded in mist, and I was like, 
how are people waiting in this line? How are, <laughs> how are people ordering this food? Because now it's going to be chemically altered from all the fog, fog that's machine. flying through it. Yeah. We, we were here in California to go to uh, Disneyland and Universal Horror Nights amongst eating at other restaurants and visiting of peoples. We, uh, we got to experience some good stuff at Disneyland that, you know, uh, any listeners of the last two episodes know that we're big Disney World people because of the East Coast, but it's very rare that we come out here um, all together and, you know, go to parks together. So Halloween Horror Nights was our, like, last night, like, our last, like, hurrah of this trip, and I feel like uh, it was just... It met my expectations, I think I'd say. I think I had a lot of expectations for it, and it, like, met 90% of them. So, like, I am I am very pleased, and I know that I, I had a good time. Yeah. Here's the next thing I'm going to say. If you're ever going to go to that specific event... Mm-hmm. You need to get like their front of the line access, whatever that cost is. That's what we did. It was like a hundred dollars more than the than the basic ticket. You have to get the the express. If bus. you don't do it, you're not seeing anything, and you're probably really pissed off when you go through a couple you, minute house because you, you wait. If for, like, you went three on hours. a busy night like us, you probably waited three hours to get on a two minute roller coaster that is not worth the wait. Even the even and the we got front of the line access for everything. Yeah, three three hours to get into the us house, which it was really good. You, okay, let's not break down houses yet, but I think that was the longest wait I saw. It was like one hundred and eighty minutes for yeah. us. There's That's a lot of people there. Crazy, and the and the front of the line thing got you to everything. So for a six hour event that you're there for we were there for six hours ish by the time you know you're you're moving along we got to see every single attraction yeah, we and we knocked it out exactly five hours and regular people got five hours yeah regular people are probably seeing tops five attractions out of tops. the seven yeah, hours yeah, that tops. we had we we definitely um we took our time we weren't exactly running no, from we, place to place no we we had dinner yeah <laughs> We had the front of the line pass, and it just made everything move so much better. So, like, don't go on a busy night, um, and you might be better off, because I know know that they also do, like, Wednesday nights. It's just we only had Saturday night to go on, so this is also the week before Halloween. So it's like, shit was nuts. But it was cool, because you get, like, Transformers, and the Mummy Coaster, and Mm -hmm. Simpsons, and their new Jurassic World, which Jurassic World was great. Jurassic World was really cool. They they just updated that and it was really really cool to see. So. The animatronics just have a lot more love and care put into them and and the stuff they removed like the the brontosaurus swamp yeah. with the hadrosaurs and shit like it would look shitty that's, anyway. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. The mosasaur works. It's it, I I know it's just a screen, but the effects are timed pretty no, well. No, it's great. That, I think it's a great really addition. Cool. Um, so you get those four rides, front of the line. Max, we waited ten minutes tops, yeah. and, and everyone else is waiting. Everyone park. else is minimally waiting an hour, and some are waiting close to two. Yeah, you know, the, the wait the, the wait night. was only below an hour. I think I saw a forty-five minute for a house at one point. 
Oh, all the houses, oh, all the houses were jacked too. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So get get that pass, or else you're not gonna see anything as you want to see. Let's just go in order. I think we started with the uh, holidays in hell. The holidays. Holidays in hell. Um, that one. That one immediately like started off like a good night because it was like a tableau of going through the calendar year um, with different holidays and and different scenes out of like horror movies like. Um, you know, if if uh, if sci-fi had picked up like a bunch of shitty holiday-based, you know, like Thanksgiving, yep. like the turkeys, ho- the turkey that runs around killing people, like that, that, that was almost like a segment in this. Um, there that was, was a, hysterical. There was a baby New Year that looked fucking big and terrifying. Um, there was like a Santa Claus. There was, I think it was a Krampus. Thing going yeah, on. I don't. I can't think of any holiday they missed. No, they they lep- the leprechauns were great. Yeah, St. Patty's. Day. I thought the leprechauns in the Saint Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. You like go through his little hut and you hear him like screaming behind you, like you're gonna get my gold, aren't you? And I was like, oh fuck. Oh no. Yeah, which which is when which is what started what became my noise for the entire night, which was, whoa. He would point point directly at whatever was scaring him, and it was just it was an honest reaction, but then it was also a real reaction, and it was just was hysterical. It's like one of these things could have been leaping out at me like, with an axe to like take my head off, and I'd be like, "Whoa, you look great." <laughs> yeah, I was mostly in awe of just how good everything looked. They put he, so much detail into everything. Cum was laughably unfazed by a lot of actors <laughs> to the point where he like leaned into it and got poked in the eye <laughs> by one one particular antler. She grabbed me. She's oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did she okay. say sorry? Yeah. Was she Asian? <laughs> No. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it was no, I'm so sorry. But but she actually apologized. Yeah, I, didn't, she did. I didn't remember hearing yeah, that. Yeah, she actually did. I mean, they, they get close going. to you. They got weapons. They got their hands dipping in front of your oh face. Oh, my God. Or something that shoots out of the wall and almost touches your head. Yeah, like. And they, if you didn't lean away from it, it would totally grab your head. I get close to you. Oh, it, it was like right here yeah. for me. I'm like two inches that was from strange. That was a Stranger Things one, yeah, wasn't it? Stranger Things house. Okay, so um, next the, up. That was the best. Yeah, yeah after the, the holidays was really funny. After, when you walk outside of it, there's a giant Uncle Sam on stilts that just gets in your fucking face. Oh, my God. Anytime the stilts. Anytime the stilts caught you off guard, man, they they come at you. I think we did Walking Dead next. We We did Walking Dead. We went back around for Walking Dead, which, like, I know the walkthrough and I know the scenes it's based off of, but, like, none of them are, like, good scenes I cared about from Mm -hmm. the show. Well, they got you back to, like, what was, how it started, so it was way old. But there's a spot from each season, which, like, is kind of nice, like, up to season, like, five Five, probably. Um, it's the hospital Rick wakes up in. It's the... They got prison. Yeah, it's the the highway that he... Like, the, the area he walks through to the farm. That one was scary, because they had a lot of... They had a lot of actors, I feel like, mulling around in there. Yeah. yeah. That was... That the was, normal walkthrough doesn't have the actors like that, which made it cool. They had the jail, uh, and they had some governor-esque town at the end. Honestly, I I think I I kind of blacked out on that right now because I can't even remember more than, than well, a couple of Who was the, the guy things. on the top of the people um, and fences and stuff? Just, we walked through and there was like a car to your left and there was a guy that was like shooting stuff. He was not a zombie. 
Right. He's an actor. Uh, yeah, that, there, I mean, they, actor? there was like a Herschel looking oh, guy okay. with a shotgun for the okay, escape, escaping the jails. You know what? They could update that though, because obviously, like, the, the Eeny Meeny Minus Money Mo Negan scene is probably like the biggest Walking yeah. Dead thing out. You throw that in there, you throw. You could redo the entire thing. Um, they're just using that space. I have a feeling yeah. that. Had that not been a year-round attraction that people can sit and like take pictures with, then um, it should it should just be a yearly haunted house thing that they have the ability to change. Well, it's nice that they have an extra attraction for people anyway. Like I'm never yeah, it's mad cool about that they add more people to it for the holiday season because apparently like come went over when uh, when it wasn't the holiday season and he said there were like two scare actors in there. Yeah, it was more just a walkthrough. There was and no... And it was just sad. Yeah. It was pretty sad. <laughs> and I've also never seen The Walking Dead, so it was very underwhelming. <laughs> it made you not want to. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, there would have been a time I would have been so excited to have seen that. Like, that's yeah, the thing. And exactly. now it's not. Now, so that's weird how dated things can be well quickly. I'm just surprised they never brought over the technology from Japan with, with the Resident Evil ride that, that went so well out cool. there it's like they had targets on animatronics and actors and people just had you know a limited amount of like digital bullets in their guns that park needs to... a shooting game it needs a shooting ride yeah, yeah. I was thinking I mean, Ghostbusters but now a Walking Dead with a Walking Dead where you shooting shoot zombies, zombies. Res- a Resident fine. Evil would be great any of these things I think it needs a shooting game now. Ghostbusters mm-hmm. would be fine let's let Walking Dead die cause I don't I'm okay with it if, if, if as long as they as long as they use the space or something else, make a new make a new year long yeah. attraction for people. After that, it we needs did that park needs things. House of a Thousand Corpses, which I thought was that was really good, spectacularly was like the movie. That was awesome. Um, the movie, let me say again, um, off of a recent episode with Mark Rooster, where we just talked about it the entire time. That movie's fucking ape shit, and. Um, they found a way to make that house almost run the plot of the movie a little bit. Like, you uh, you started off in Captain Spaulding's little, like, road show of serial killers. As soon as that ends, you go up to the, the Firefly house. Tiny's out front on stilts running around scaring people. <laughs> um, you get inside the house, and it's either... Uh, Mama or baby, whoever I think it was baby who was off to the left, you know, trying to scare people with an, a knife, or off to the right. And then you walk up into the house more, you get to the dead cheerleaders, you see Otis, Otis tries to scare you. And then I realized that they threw a Lords of Salem witch <laughs> in there, um, which I thought was neat because that's a different movie that Rob Zombie made. That is cool. Um, there was a person with a white face and the shirt, the, the black cross in the middle of the face. Um, that's not from the Devil's Rejects series. They didn't have anything from Three from Hell or Devil's Rejects. It kind of just went through the plot of uh, House of Thousand Corpses, which is to say that it ended with um, Dr. Satan in his uh, <laughs> mutant cave system. Um, like two mutants jump out and then you get into a big room with Dr. Satan having a guy strapped down to a chair who, like... The guy looked, like, pissed because I was telling Dr. Satan to just fucking kill him. Uh I was like, yeah, Dr. Satan, fucking murder him. I was throwing up the horns. (laughs) And um, the guy just, like, stared at me. He's like, 
He's like, fuck this guy. Uh, the actor did a really good job of... Uh, all the, I gotta say, all the actors are really, really good. They all played their part really well. <laughs> yeah. Every every maze. Yeah. I think this this maze was the one I wanted to actually see the movie afterwards the most. Yeah. I didn't see many movies of the mazes. There were but a couple this one actors wanna... that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. There are a couple of note. Um, but none at, none at the houses we've talked about yeah. thus far. Um, after we did that, I believe we went on Simpton, Simpsons, <laughs> yes. which was is, is always a fun ride. Then yep. we got something to eat. Got a duff. Yeah, you guys had a duff. I had a... Cletus uh, chicken. I had a... <laughs> Cletus chicken. Oh, Cletus. Chicken. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I had a waffle chicken. I had a fictional soda of some kind that I don't remember the name Whatever of. their cola is. It's like yeah. cherry, right? Yeah, it was a... Cherry cola was actually very good. Um, I did not like Duff Light. No, it was bitter as, as bitter as fuck. Uh, after that, I believe we did uh, us, or did we do? No, we did Pandora's box. Pandora's, yes, that one. Was so Pandora's awesome, box too. was was great. Pandora's box. Okay, so that one started with the that the first the first like laughable actor I found of the night, which is the guy in the first room just smiling and screaming at people <laughs> and doing weird things with his arms. Yes, I, like, I do remember that. He, uh, he, he broke a couple times when he couldn't, like, scare people. He would just be like... And I was like, oof. We just hurt his feelings a little bit. Because he didn't scare us at all. <laughs> we just stared at so him. so down on himself. We just stared at him as he laughed. Um, and then uh, that house proceeded to be, like, a really good one of the night. I actually really liked it. Just anything was, dark and spooky, you got scary. Through, like uh, like a couple cult scenes with demons and shit, yeah. and then they they bring you back to like a, a little, what almost feels like Egyptian Roman. Yeah, I remember and they Egypt. have a they have a whole Medusa scene, which uh-huh. put me on the fucking edge <laughs> yeah, because fucking she's nightmare fuel from when I was in like third grade. That was just a fun house. There was um there was a really cool design to the Pandora herself. Who just looked like a woman like screaming with like bulging red eyes and I was just like yeah that's pretty terrifying yeah. she kept popping up around every corner I thought this was a top she got house. in my face at one point I was like no no <laughs> like pretty much every single one of these you walk off and you're like okay that was excellent yeah there wasn't like, that was a great story I shouldn't say that yeah there was one that there was, was only one there was only one that I think we all agreed on was just a little disappointing um, well, next was Us. We did Us next, which was great. Spum, that one was scary. I got Spum, <laughs> Spum had not seen the movie. I haven't seen that movie. Oh. But that really did a good job of going through yeah. every good scene from the movie. It's literally like... it start, It start. You go into the Vision Quest house, which was awesome. You go through the little woods section, and then a hall of mirrors. It was very accurate. Yeah. Um... And then you're an adult, and then they do the home invasion scene, and then they do the home invasion scene on the Tim Heidecker family. You go through that as well. I thought that was that was creepy. The one guy went to shake Spum's hand and then did the whole uh, gotcha, like, Touch his s- hair. smooth your hair uh. um, thing that, that that actor does in the movie, which was really cool. And there was just a lot of dead bodies lying around. It was really cool. Um, then you get back to the vision. That quest. one they put they put a lot of work in on the set. I think on on, on that yeah. one, even from the outside. Because sign. it covers the entire yeah. It but covers like all walking the plots walking through the, the house, that was one where they built 
they built that one new with new tech, like newer sets, and yeah. th- that one probably had a big. So budget. you're gonna watch the movie and you're gonna be like, oh my god, it looks walk so, right so through exact. it. Like they built, oh, you set, really they did. built, they you built really like walk through sets on that one. That pretty much covered you all the way around. Like yeah, some of the other ones had like open ceiling, but that one was like covered like full. As immersive. a part of the, as a part of the house, you walk back through the Vision Quest section, just like the movie, and then you get to the underground with the insane people, where I will list broken actor number two, Uh-oh. which was the middle-aged guy pacing the back of the room. All the all the African-American actresses carrying scissors around were all very compelling. They but killed, there was, they were scary. But they there was really one, they there got was me a lot. one white guy in the back of the tunnel uh, full of rooms, and then you pass through the one classroom, and then the, the thing's like over. There was just one middle-aged white actor who was just like screaming and talking to himself, and I was like, "You know what? I'm not believing it." <laughs> Some people might be terrified by that, though. Sure. Sure. Um, I just great, great that. house, though. Yeah. Oh no, very good house. Probably without even seeing the movie, probably probably still one of the best. Yeah. Just best experiences easily. And that yeah. covers the entire upper lot, so we're halfway through. And I want to say that's one that again to go back to our first point that I think that had a 180 minute wait when we were walking Both in. Both of them did Pandora's box and that one. We may have had to wait like 10 15 minutes on that one. The mat, that was the longest we had to and it was yeah. so good. You just passed miles and miles of people. I don't even think it was 15 minutes. It was probably 5. Yeah. Yeah. All of them all of them were less than 10 minutes. Yeah. It's worth the money. <laughs> Get Definitely. it. Once we got to the bottom, Wait, we immediately forgot rode. about the elevators. The escalators. Seventeen of them. <laughs> <laughs> you counted the, the escalators. Um, yeah, there are many of them. Because um, <laughs> someone thought it was a good idea to build an amusement park on the side of a mountain. <laughs> it's kind of awesome and kind of like. Crazy. Super inconvenient it's, at the same time. Crazy. Yeah, it's weird. But I will say, like, every time you go to a new theme park, like, you're not going to be at one that's, like, built with, like, no. es- giant escalators taking you down to, like, essentially three main levels. A sub-level, yeah. Where they have blocks of, like, three, four rides. You take an es- uh, escalator somewhere else. You have another block of three, four things. And because it was the Horror Nights, they expand back on all the you know all the sets so that's where they add all the experiences I just can't but it's think like of... that's how you move around it's not like a spoke system like any other no, regular theme it's park. linear i can't think of any other park that has like a choke off point like that where it's like anyone who comes past this point has to come back at some point it must be easy to track attendance for a park like that we went down we went on Mummy, which I th- I think is, like, a lesser version of the one from Florida, but it's still, like, solid. Although, like... It's like a solid coaster. The thing that changed up, like, the scenes that are a little bit different, I still liked them. And yeah. I liked the different animatronics they had thrown in there. It was a different, you know, set of, of, of things. It doesn't that, quite connect to the movies at all. No. Hmm. It but kind of, It throws you into it, but it doesn't like do anything with the but imagine waiting 85 minutes for it no I was gonna say oh my god and we just walk on we looked at that line and it was just mind blowing I think that was when it finally set in that like people are waiting like three hours to get on this ride and it's not worth it (laughs) (laughs) but for us it is so worth it because then we hopped over to Jurassic, Jurassic World. World brand new the new uh, updated facelift it was very nice 
That was very cool. We all just yeah. hit Jurassic Park back in July. June. Yeah, June. End of June. In Orlando. So to see this different updated version. It was night and day. Yeah. They, um, they added a lot of cool new special effects and animatronics. And it's just, uh, there's a lot more care given to it. It was good. I really like that giant room of screens where you go in and it seems like you're actually in the aquarium and the tail goes and you get wet and you feel like you're actually at Yeah, just in like the middle of a fucking aquarium. Updated story. It's it they use they use the, the, the work of screens efficiently. Don't make it a screen ride. They, they also, have a screen segment that was mm-hmm. really good. And they use the plot of um Jurassic World and yeah. they got the actors and actresses to come back from the movie. Um and film some spots, yeah. So it's just like oh we're just in the middle of the Jurassic World plot. That That's neat. Because the Jurassic Park ride has very little to do with the actual plot. Ambiguous, you're in Jurassic Park. Yeah. But it's still cool. I like, I like again, I like having different versions. It makes it, makes it unique. Definitely. But with that said, if they're going to keep the one in Orlando, they need to freaking touch it up Updated. hard. Yeah. Even if you don't change the overlay or the story, they have to uh, do something to Give it. Give some love. I know. I agree. After we did Jurassic World, we went back to doing houses for a little I bit. I think we went Stranger Things, right? Because that was right ghost, to the left. I think we did go Stranger Things. All right, so Stranger Things was based off of season two. <laughs> you know, it wasn't the best, you know, leading into it, but then I thought back. We just thought it, it was had great. a lot more attention given to yeah, it. Yeah, and, I mean, it was still good, and, but it wasn't the... Having watched the the house from season one that they did last year, that that went on to become like famous for having all of these good actors and demogorgon suits and everything, with the special effects that they had, it covered like the entire plot of season one, and I loved that house. I I didn't get to experience it myself, but I remember watching a video of it, and I was like, oh my god, that looks awesome. I was like, I wonder what they're going to do with season two. And it's pretty much the entire time you're just in the tunnel system from for where Hopper gets stuck mm-hmm. and where the kids go back. Um, you have a couple scenes with Will and, Early, the, uh, yeah, and, the, and the mind, the mind flayer at his, at his house, but it's not great. None of it's great looking. They did the cover, which was nice, where... Uh, Will opens the door and it's just like looking at the upside down. They they did that effect and I thought that was the probably the coolest part of the entire. I don't remember thing. anything trying to like scare us though. But they had like animatronics everywhere. Out of the they walls, had like yeah. they, well, they, they, there were guys behind the demi dogs because they would like they cue them. Well, there were people in black lycra suits just yeah, holding on using to them, it. Yeah, and then they'd move them forward. If you were to look above the people, like above the dogs, you could see it when the light flashed. You'd see a person like holding oh, it, and um, it's just light, a little lifeless compared to other I things. At, you know what I mean? Yeah, I looked at them, and then I looked at the dogs, and I'd be like, "Whoa, that's cool," and um, they just didn't look. They didn't look nearly as cared for or convincing as the actual demogorgons did from the last one um and the plot was kind of all over the place because they like at the end of this house where you know it doesn't really even end they don't even get to the mind flayer scene with the door closing like you don't even the 11 scene you work your way from the tunnels to will's house back to the tunnels 
there is no eleven scenes or yeah. anything, and then it just ends, yeah. and then you get one scene, just one, from Stranger Things three, and it's not Starcourt Mall. It's not. I like, couldn't remember what it was. It was the cabin when all the kids, they're up at Hop's cabin. They're all stuck in there. And then the the big monster, the big was outside. Rat made. Oh, and they were fighting it with. It's trying to shoot its little yeah, tentacles okay. into the house. I forgot. Yeah, was, and I mean that was scary. That's the one where they shot the things right directly in front of your faces, which they, yes. that was that was really good. But like, you're right. That was the only thing that they did that was for the season only three. Scene. I couldn't believe how close they got to your face. None of the dead rats. The- <laughs> none of the Billy stuff. <laughs> none of the. Out. I know, you're There's like, so many more terrifying moments from season three, and they didn't even do them. Um, the rats. The carnival. The carnival. The... Well, maybe the, they're setting the, up for something bigger. The Russian bigger. facility, Starcourt sure. Mall. Like, Starcourt Mall would have been great. They could have done a lot of stuff, and, and they didn't. Yeah. So you just... You end up dodging some tentacles to end your Stranger Things house, and just uh, you just abruptly yeah. walk through... So that's the one that that probably had the most hype for it, and just just you know it suffered it suffered from story, but whatever. Yeah, not to say it wasn't an enjoyable house because again again everything is cool. Everything's amazing. It's just it it wasn't quite what we wanted it to be. Um, after that, I believe we did Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which which immediately took us back into the light, because I thought that house was fucking awesome. That was fucking What made that one different was it was neon, and neon neon paint, so you're in a neon cartoony circus, so they really themed that one It's exactly like the movie. Anyone Anyone who's seen the movie knows the color scheme we're talking about, because they captured it perfectly. Apparently, the reason they have so many of those clowns is because the killer clowns used to be a scare zone every year. Okay. And this is the first time it's gotten a house. So they had, they just moved it to a house. So they had that many clowns. I remember being like amazed that they had clowns in like every people. corner yeah. um, of that ride. Like the scares were so much more frequent in that one. And they were also funny. Like um, it was a good. A good I got time. shot with water three or four times. <laughs> right in the right chin. in the right in the face. Um, and I wasn't. Nec- was I don't think I ever got like my heart racing into a terrified moment in that one. But it was. No, I was, was giggly, and the yeah. color, and the and the like. Whoa, who he? You're a freaky fucked up clown right now. Like it was. It was one of my favorites. Now I'm not gonna. Th- I'm not gonna say that the movie is amazing because it really isn't. It's. It's. It's as. You know, stereotypical is something like Blob. It's just yeah. like high school kids stumble upon a circus tent-looking spaceship outside of town, uh, try to investigate, realize that this, the clowns have been abducting people, putting them in cotton candy and sucking their brains out. Yeah. And it's just very B-sci-fi plot. Just aliens, brains, yeah. you know, but with the clown twist, so... They they essentially the clowns find out they chase them all over town and then they murder everyone. It's kind of it's very Joe Dante Gremlins esque. It's yeah. very it's very Monster Squad, um, <laughs> but the so effects cool. are really cool, mm-hmm. um, and that's what makes the. Uh, are you allowed to spoil? Cool. Are you allowed to spoil endings? Yeah. Why? Spoil the ending. Do they kill the fucking clowns? Yes and no. Um, because there are several sequels. I believe the, the big ship gets blown up. Nice. 
Um, Fuck you, the tent, the Fuck tent looking ship, I believe, gets blown up in the movie. But I haven't watched it in a while. I just remember really liking the house because they cover several yeah. of the most popular scenes, including the uh, the ship itself, bumping around in a cotton candy smelling a room with giant cotton candy corpses with like actual people inside. Some of them, them have basic. actors inside with was, faces. Was yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. After that, we did. Um, I believe we did the walk down to the next area. Yeah, we and then uh, we passed through Toxic Tunnel. Toxic Tunnel, which was a, a rave tunnel with strobe lights. Not much more to say there. There was our third scare zone when we got over there, which was the All Hallows Eve. Yeah, where that was cool. Uh, Come and I saw. Well, that's when you got, so poked, got that's when you got face. poked in the eye by an antlered woman demon. And this is also when Spum was choosing to walk like ten feet ahead of us, and we saw a guy with stilts coming Round, around. Him up. This is at the end of the attraction. This yeah. is as you're walking around, rounding like, the corner, just as Spum is about to turn the corner, and I tur- I turned over and I tapped come real quickly, and I I looked and I pointed. And we both saw as Spum jumped like ten feet. Like what the fuck? As it just got in his face, and then as soon as it left, as we're walking away, it came back <laughs> and, circled and got in his face again. And he was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, so that was really funny. Uh, and then we did um, the Frankenstein meets yeah. the werewolf. Great, which was, which was great. Which was, was really great. cool. The werewolf effects. T- were terrifying. Yeah, they kept jumping out of curtains and they shit. They jumped out a lot. Of I was like, "Fuck!" They kept getting me. Classic, classic Frankenstein, classic werewolf. Mm-hmm. Giving you scenes, uh, from, <coughs> hard, scenes hard from both to, stories. Uh, hard to understand plot. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, they just kind of gave you a greatest hits mm-hmm. and mixed them together. Yeah, like cool. Frankenstein went to the to the ice. You know, at some point, at one moment, yeah, and then they threw in a werewolf to jump out and scare you too. <laughs> that werewolf like, was sick too. That was a really yeah. good design. Is it? Is it? Then we did. Well, I can't wait until they do more with that idea of movie. That, oh yeah. That classic. They're gonna give the Universal Monsters a section at the next park. Ooh. So like a vamp, a Dracula, or a or an Invisible Man, or Hunchback, Phantom of the Opera. Werewolf Frankenstein. I mean, creature I, from the Black Lagoon. I think it's cool if they use if they use those as much and they if they do the Dracula ride like they they currently have out there, Dracula Castle, and like you're going in there and making it a dark ride, probably with probably like Mummy maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. Where do they have that now? They don't. It's just it's 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 early early rumor, concept oh, art. Okay. Rumor slash concept art for That's the new crazy. the new Florida park. Okay. Um, I believe then we did Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, prop. Yeah, yep. it was right. I was right after that. Ghostbusters, which was fabulous. Great. Which was great. Um, they had the Rick Moranis, uh, key master walking around outside, and um, <laughs> he kept running over to me asking where the gatekeeper yeah, was, and I just, gatekeeper. I just kept doing the ominous like pointing to the top of the building thing that happens in the movie. And he just kept running over to the building and looking up and being like, I don't see it. And I'd be like, no, it's from... The- God damn it. And he just kept following me. It was he really- was funny. He made it, He made a real good Rick really Moranis. Really, you know they bring you in through the front and the you... The gatekeeper you, is? 
There's other characters from the movie. You got Egon run, walking around. Oh, you around. walk in and immediately it's the, the secretary, secretary saying, yeah. we got one. <laughs> we got one. Slamming the bell and then Egon pops out and he's like, hey, well, watch my gun. <laughs> I'm a scientist. And then you get to all the ghosts escaping and his... Uh, from his little machine. Yep. And the the librarian. The librarian scene was scene really cool. Really they had, awesome. They used a Pepper's Ghost effect to kind of change out from a a, a prop a, like an actor, an actress. Double mirror or something. And then yeah, and then they, or, or shadow box. Yeah, and then they'd show the ghost version, and it would jump towards the the glass. All the Slimers yeah. looked really good. A lot of Slimers. They did the hotel. People, people wore black Lycra suits for their legs and then had a neon glowing Slimer for the top portion of their bodies. So, like, they were able to walk around and move Wave their arms, the arms and shit. Yeah, you look good. That was cool. They had one animatronic one that I got a really good snap of, <laughs> yeah. but my snaps aren't uploading, which is killing me. And, um... Check to the Wi-Fi, that's what I do. But... I, I've been trying. Um... They had a cool scene where the, a guy ran up and put his blaster along a wall. Oh, yeah, and they, had the ne- wall, they had neon lights coming, like, attached to the wall, so it made it was It was the Dan like, Aykroyd, it was, um, Yeah. And he was sli- hitting a Slimer, and it was in the hotel room, and it would just looked great. It looked really great. Yeah. And, uh... Marshmallow Man. Oh, that one. That Stay one. Actually, that was the next moment that really got me on a real terrifying. The, the there were the Zool yeah. creature. There were Zool there were woman three moments where um, we rounded a corner in in Dana's apartment in the movie, and uh, yeah, they right at the end. And they had the uh, the creatures that they turn into the gargoyles, which were terrifying to me. The as dogs children, looked great. Yeah, but they looked great. And then you are about to go out on the balcony to deal with. Zool, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow moment, yeah. form, and they only have, like, one little moment where the original, like, chick with the mohawk... White like, leather suit, the or white, white suit. The white glitter um, pops out at you, and she just got up in Spum's face. Like, she was, like, six inches from his face, and I just <laughs> saw him jump, and I was just like, fuck, that got me. That's fucked up. That mask looked great, too. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. And it was quick. And boom. And yeah, move was, along. And then you got awesome. the and then you got some props and, some, and, uh, props and some lights and the marshmallow, giant marshmallow face. <laughs> and it was, that was great. That was everything I wanted it to be. Ghostbusters was fabulous. And then they bring in one more Slimer for the, the ending. Yeah, the, the, last, scream, the last To scare. scream at you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. And then we finished it off with uh, Creep Show, which I thought was really great. Um, you, I, you were really surprised by it, Spum, because you were just like, "I've never seen anything like this. This is really neat." Yeah. Um, it was different, you know. The way, they, well, the way they set it up, the way they decorate, they started to decorate. It's old school, dirty comics. You know, it's yeah. like there used to be horror dollar comics that you could buy, and that's kind of what Creep Show is based off of, of those little pulp magazine comics. And um, each of them is just a little... It's it's Twilight Zone for horror nerds, mm-hmm. you know? It's like everything is going to have a monster or an alien or a, yep. a psychopath, like a murderer, like some type of twist. That one fully you know? immersed you really well. Twilight too, Zone sometimes yeah. had heartwarming episodes, whereas like Tales from the Crypt and Creepshow was just always horror. And um, Creepshow had a couple movies... Um, 
this mm-hmm. this house did the entire first movie, which is the uh, father's birthday, which the my cake, dad, uh, the happy father's day, I think. Um, the the cake zombie was walking around asking for cake. <laughs> then they did Who's the. Um, then they they didn't do the the Stephen King one with the uh, the radioactive uh, comet that spreads all over the the planet and eats everything. <laughs> um, because that one's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. Stephen King acts in that scene in the movie. Nice. Um, but they did do the crate under the stairs, which I thought yep. was really good. Um, the monster in that, the like a uh, pygmied demon uh, gr- gorilla slash ape that they that they got from the Congo in the plot of the, the Congo. In the plot. Yeah, of the they movie. threw him in a couple times. He, looked he jumps cool. out of the crate a couple times at you, and I remember just being like, "Oh my god, that looks exactly like the movie! Like it's fucking crazy." And then they ended the creep show one on the um, the germ guy, the guy who uh, yeah. doesn't like bugs. Oh, he he, he lives in a germophobic apartment. That we're also in a cabin, right? To them, a weird cabin sequence. Yes, after the after the germ guy, they had two from the. The show that's going on right now that I was excited to see. One of them is uh, an alien infection. Yeah. Like a blobby house. Oh, yeah. I remember the, the one blob monster person jumped out at Cum and he literally just stood there and stared at her. Like, she came out, like, at 60 miles per hour and just stood, like, two inches from his face. And he, <laughs> and he did not even move. And just turned back to me with, like, the most sober expression. And I was just like, you just ruined that fucking person's day. They just ran out expecting to get you, and you just stared them the fuck down the entire time. Um, But you were walking around, and uh, there was, like, a prop toilet, and we were joking about (laughs) taking a shit in the ride. And then it ends on the, uh, the werewolf Nazi... The, I think that's the one that got me. I remember at the end of the, the little, last maze, the little camp, one jumped out and got me. The little camp with uh, werewolf people yeah. and dead Nazis. Oh, yeah. Um, Fuck them. And then the last scare that that you got, or was that... No, that was House of a Thousand Corpses. With the poster? With the poster. Whatever one that was, that was <laughs> yeah. great. That's I was House looking so places, closely yeah. at a poster that had been perfectly set up the entire house. And it was a fake poster with it was just a sheet and someone tucked right behind it and, and jumped out and like it was so perfectly placed. Yeah, that was awesome. There, there <clears> were, they did the same thing to me in Creep Show, I think, which is why I'm thinking about it because they they uh, had the Creep Show. I went up to the, I went up to the Creep Show poster and the the Creeper actually popped out at you, the new one from the new show, um, yeah. kind of wearing like a, a veiled hood with a zombie face. Um, if we can just systematically say what our, what our favorite houses were. Oh, hold on. We hit Transformers, too. And then we hit Transformers. And that was then. Which is always a great ride. And Spum forgot to get 3D glasses, so he watched the <laughs> oh entire thing. Oh, my God. And you know what's... In a, blurry 2D. Oh, it's 2D, you're n- and you realize how you're not actually moving, and... and Oh my god. Like, Wait a second. But I still loved it. Like, yeah. I got so high. <laughs> I think that's why you forgot your glasses. Oh my god, I was a stoned pony. <laughs> but yeah. Sick. 2D version, blurry. Looking at, I was looking at all the sets, though. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what... I was like, oh, cool. Come, what was your favorite experience from the night? Favorite experience? 
I really liked Pandora's box. Pandora's box was really good. Pandora's box was really good. I just I was mesmerized by the detail they put into every single thing, and everyone's looking around, waiting for something to pop out, and don't they don't appreciate the surroundings that you're walking through. And I was literally looking around like they even got stuff on the ground, the ceiling, everything was yeah was super detailed, and I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was a really good one. All of them, and all of them were were super cool like that. Spam, what was your favorite thing from the night? I just liked that I actually had a couple moments where I was significantly terrified. Yes, for, that's for, true. Even if they're fleeting and you know it's... But, like, there was a couple moments totally taken away. Yep. And got... Got, got. Got, got. And got, got. With that being said, I thought Ghostbusters was just yeah. perfect. That was really good. And it's some IP that I really love. And it's a franchise I love. The video games are great. All the movies, you know, cartoon shows. I, I did all that stuff. That shit. I love little Ghostbusters. Yeah. And they made that house awesome. Scary and goofy and a good story and great yeah. effects. Yeah. They definitely covered everything there. Um, I'm just going to go with my gut and say that my favorite experience was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I just think it's that unique. they... They nailed the atmosphere, but it was also still, like, scary. Um, and there was even, like, a scene-breaking moment for me where I should have been looking forward. I was in the, the back of the group, and they were changing out um, the actor for the um, the ventriloquist police officer scene. And I saw one actor just get up and get replaced by another one, and I was just like, huh. So even though I had, like, a scene broken for me, I still thought that that was, like, the most well-put-together house Mm -hmm. with... And, and like, I I know why, because they had benefit of having a lot of those props already. So that That was... was, um, I I really liked it. Even They even had the actor who played the first victim in the movie come out, which is the guy who lives in the woods with his dog. And he comes... Oh, yeah. The dog gets abducted and, I believe, turned into cotton candy and eaten... Oh, uh, that's yeah. And he's out looking for his dog. And Where's that dog? Where's my he dog? He comes out right next to the tent, which is the entrance to the to the area, and he's just like, "Where's that dog of mine?" And I just thought that was really. Cool. I want to see that movie now too. And and besides, yeah. you know, besides the houses, just getting to experience Jurassic World was mm-hmm. obviously a top. I was gonna a say top, that's a that's, top important thing that that I loved. That that. That's probably my number two, and Us is probably my number three. But yeah, but I I think Killer Clowns is was my favorite. Yeah, Us was up there for me too. I'd probably say that was my number two. And the only thing that's like otherwise that I would have liked to, as dumb as it sounds, would have liked to done at Universal Hollywood would have been the Kung Fu Panda 3D show. (laughs) Which replaced replaced the Shrek. So it's that kind of probably bad 3D show. Still fun though. But it's only there right now, I think. So Fucking love Kung Fu Panda. That probably would have been it. Otherwise, you know. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Cock ass. Woo. We are now back in Pennsylvania. Quick transition. Cry. Whoop. Cry face. Zip, zip. <laughs> cry emoji. <laughs> A winky face cry sad tear emoji. Eggplant, eggplant, eggplant. <laughs> so, uh, I there are a couple of things we kind of forgot to talk about and a couple of things I think we should address. How high we got the entire trip. More importantly, the entire how, trip. how high mm-hmm. we got... At Lowell Cafe, uh, the the weed restaurant where you have a flower menu, much like you have a wine menu, 
Um, Served by but was it bud tenders. Bud tenders. Bud tenders. So you're bud. telling me we got so high in California we forgot to talk about high how high we got in California. I think we did. <laughs> I think you're I'm right. pretty sure we just talked about Universal. <laughs> um, systematically, we just broke down yeah. all of our all the houses. We yeah. broke. We talked about all the houses, and then we told we said which ones are our favorite. And I feel like we missed some stuff in the cracks there. And that's that's why I'm here to clean your cracks. So I think I love licking the cracks I clean. Gotta eat ass. <laughs> so uh, millennials these days. We <laughs> that's a goofy. Um, we got so fucking stupid every day. Like we had tabs, we had gummies, we had vape, we had you five different kinds of flour, more more. Because each of the joints we had was different as well. I still think my favorite was the... uh, the, I kept the container because I liked it so much that if it ever becomes legal, I'm going to go out and buy this all the time. Like medication. Um, The Candescent Calm 101. What night was that? Um, First first night. night. First night. Exactly a week ago from today. I I thought that that, uh, it's an indica. And... I find with Indicas, I am a lot more mellow and a lot more rational. Mm-hmm. Sativas make me paranoid and schizo. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was that was my favorite one. We had little uh, like tablets, like pills that we ingested. Those were crazy. I liked the gummies a lot, even though they were sativa. Were, they, I think, great. edibles yeah, just hit different. <laughs> they do, and. Um, it's almost weird to talk about because my days like melted together. Like I woke up high, I yeah. went to bed high. Yeah. I was high most of the day. Yeah. Every minute of the day. High. 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 I'm we high. went to Disneyland <laughs> high as kites and even had edibles and gummy. Now, we probably wouldn't have been able to get any of those edibles and gummies into Universal cuz those motherfuckers they went they took everything. they took they your were vape. They were taking my candies, like not they weren't even weed candies. I just had Jolly Ranchers on me cuz I'm fat. So I want so, Jolly Ranchers into I want something to suck on. So they took your water? They, they took my water. Uh, understandable. You don't yeah. know what's in there. Um Did they really take water though. They took it was open. Yeah, I have a feeling oh, that if it was a, closed, no. it would have been better. Yeah. No, it was like half. It was half drank. Um, what if you had just bought it like at City at Walk, City Walk? like a minute before? Like I, would, I think I they have a strict so rule on it being sealed. Pissed. Mm-hmm. I think they have a very strict rule on it being sealed. Yeah. And Fuck. and like candy, you don't know. Like that's why I was saying with Disney when I got a little paranoid. I told myself I was going to open up some, like, Twizzlers containers and just put the gummies in the Twizzler pouches. Yeah, that was a great idea. um, Because I didn't think that they would check there. And then come literally just says, they're not going to check your candies. They're not even looking. And I I threw them in a candy bag, and you're right, they didn't even get a second glance. Much like me bringing weed back into Pennsylvania from California. Didn't even get a fucking second glance. Not a glance. To the point where I wish I had brought back more. (laughs) It's Um, an uncomfortable feeling. It's not. It's not. But once you get through, you get that feeling of, like, FOMO. You're like, oh, I could have brought back so much more. Yeah. We got really baked. I I have a conspiracy theory that Lowell Cafe is, like, lacing all of their shit to make people the most, like... I I was legit tripping. Like, to I make was, people it was, the most I got real visual. Agreeable. I got waves. Like, got yes, waves. buy more drinks. <laughs> buy more food. Like, we spent so us. much money because they just got you so fucking high that you can't move. 
Seriously. I was I was so was the craziest. We were so smelled. high that our plans to like walk around Koreatown or go anywhere that day were just fucking dashed because we turned into <laughs> sloths. We literally like, turned into sloths. We go to the mall. We were like, we let's can go play laser tag. And I we, no, we wanted to go bowling. I'm no. happy it wasn't me who first suggested oh my it God. because it was what I was thinking the entire time. But like, man, I just really wanted to watch a movie. Yeah, that was good. We, <laughs> and, and guess we, what we did? We saw the 4D version of Zombieland. 4D. 4D. Imagine having four of them. Explain it's what that crazy. means. Crazy. <laughs> the seats were moving. There were extra sensory lights in the theater to simulate gun blast. There was a you. fog machine. There was. There fog. was a scent. There they was they a blasted scent. scents yeah. when yeah. things would present themselves. Speakers, speakers right behind your head mm-hmm. too. Like yeah, the, the seats extra. rumbled with yeah. car movement. Yeah. They moved with camera shots. I found myself just lightly tipping when the camera was looking down at something. Yep. Remember, the, and I was when the car would speed up, it would go back. This is surreal. Yeah, yeah they, I, they did. They tilted. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was great. I didn't so, like the movie too much, but okay. but it was okay. Yeah. It was serviceable was for how high we were, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. Uh, the the only other thing, only other thing I wanted to talk about. We don't have to talk about Disneyland at all because there was like nothing relevant about Disneyland. They had uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay of Haunted Mansion. That was cool. And great. that gets rid of, like, the only spooky thing in mm-hmm. the entire park. Um, it was great, though. It was. Oh, it was fantastic. It was my first time seeing that. It was all of our first time seeing that, that I is, think. It was really cool. And the overlay should be its own ride. I agree. Like, I, I don't know why it isn't. <clears throat> we, like I said, on our first day of Disneyland... We had each eaten, like, three, I, I believe, ten milligram gummies. gummies throughout the day. We had popped two, two tabs, tabs which which were, I believe were 20, mil- 20 or some. 25 milligrams. We had smoked a blunt before the park, and we had also drank. We, we had also Star got, Wars booze. We got... Fucked on Star Wars's Cantina booze. Yeah. Um, naturally, I got the two most expensive drinks in the place. Yo, if you're not careful, <laughs> Star Wars Land will trick you into buying Yubnub. Forty-five dollars at a Yubnub. Get you forty-five dollars with a Yubnub if you don't pay that attention. That cup is though. not worth forty-five dollars. It sucks, but it, you but know, that alcohol it is. was that so. Was um, yeah, that alcohol fucked me up. They had something called a fuzzy tauntaun that made my mouth numb. I freaked up. Fuck out! So for we like get drunk, we're twisted. This is like ten a.m. Ten we o'clock ha- in we the have morning. Star Wars drinks. Then and we then go we... immediately over to Hyperspace Mountain. Star Wars Space. And Mountain. we take a tab. Oh, and we eat out. another gummy. Oh my god! And, oh, and yeah, I zoned it. the fuck out for lost Hyperspace it. Mountain. Whoa. But anyway, I thought I was in space. So Whoa. the main the main thing to denote how twisted we fucking were goes into the dark rides. The dark rides have an ability to be kind of freaky. <laughs> kind of scary. They're very old-fashioned. That's why they're called dark rides. Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is a conundrum. It is an enigma. You literally go to hell for the end of the ride. And let me tell you, that that ride has been around for 40 fucking years. And it hasn't been touched. And And it hasn't been updated. And it's like 2D flat. People have been going to hell for 40 years in Disneyland. And no one's bad enough. And no one has said anything bad about it. Right. And guess what we rode first? Mr. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Ride. (laughs) So, we went on that, 
and then later throughout the day, um, really wanted to go on Alice in Wonderland because they did update that. That was like Walt's one ride mm-hmm. that he wanted to make at Disney World the most. Uh, they finally made it look great. Mm-hmm. And um, updated effects, updated. We were colors. getting tired, but we told ourselves we weren't going to be able, like, to at any other time, to get on the other um, dark rides. The dark rides mm-hmm. there, and we even skipped Winnie the Pooh and Peter Pan because we had just gone on them in like mm-hmm. June or something. Um, at least last year, yeah, we did. Been on them before. Yeah. We go on Pinocchio, and Pinocchio is a particularly dark Disney movie. It's all it about a lot of villains. It's all about yeah, getting tricked. <laughs> it's all about how kids are Naivete. gullible, gullible and ignorant, and you know the world is a dark and scary place, and it will get you. Is basically the story. You got of Stromboli. You got the. You got the, the, the slave owner, the slave master that turns you into a the donkey. fucking donkey train, like terrifying turning scene. The foxes that mislead the boys. Early, that's early in there, the yeah. Town. And then you and got you a got whale. Monstro. You got monstro. You got monstro. And um, four villain sequences. You go through, yeah, and you go through each of them as the ride goes on. Um, and you only see Geppetto maybe like once in the entire ride. Even though, like, Pinocchio is, like, the whole point of the ride is Pinocchio is, like, looking for him, naturally, like like the movie. Gotta get home to dad. Yeah, has to get home to papa. The one thing they do, the one thing they put him up there for, um, Spum, if you may, he, <coughs> he just goes, Pinocchio! And yells it from around the last corner so of the ride. So we've just been assaulted... Turn into donkeys. By, like, four different Disney bad guys in Pinocchio. Yeah. And this motherfucker just screams at Out of you, a corner. Pinocchio! To end, to end the ride. And I Literally remember... Literally, he has a ride. They don't go into the ending no, sequence of the movie. It he does not become it. a real boy. Boom. No. It is Geppetto what finds Pinocchio. What happens to Pinocchio? Geppetto Where finds is Pinocchio. Where is know. Pinocchio? <laughs> There's no blue fairy... There's no real boy <laughs> sequence. He just gets him back and the ride ends. <sighs> For some reason, I mean, we were twisted and it was, throughout the entire it was, day. It was tired. late. We were delirious, we're but delirious, we were mostly we were high. <laughs> and I just, I thought back to being, I, the last time I, w- I went to Disneyland, I was like 20 and I might've been high and found the same thing funny. And just continued saying it throughout the day. Maybe. Or even when we were there when I was like 10. Maybe. I might, we might have found that funny and just yelled it throughout the rest of the day. I wouldn't be surprised. But in that moment, twisted at like, what was it? Like Probably 9, t- 10. I was say 9 or 10 p.m. It was one of our last couple. We just continue yelling Pinocchio. All night. Exactly like Geppetto. And right next door to we, the actual Pinocchio ride. We just find it funny. Oh, yeah, it's hysterical. Because we still had a bunch of rides to go on. Like, we yeah. went on, like, uh, I think then we went on Alice. Alice. And then we came back and we were just like, might as well hit Snow, Snow White. Snow White. It's no longer in Orlando. We don't get to see it ever again. It's and it's one of the also. oldest and it's one and it's one of the creepiest. Because mm-hmm. it's the entire ride is from Snow White's perspective. She's not in the ride. 
Yeah. You are her lost in the woods. It's definitely better uh, than the or, than the Orlando hunted one by the that, witch. I, that I remember. The Florida one was cheap. Yeah, this was definitely a little bit better, creepier at least. And it's because you are you are the one being hunted by the witch and being yep. tempted by the witch. And there is no prince scene. There isn't. There's barely any dwarves moments. Right. And when they are there, they're they're either singing or scared shitless. So you naturally feel scared. But again. We are Neanderthals, and we are high as fuck. Cavemen. And when we round the corner to the end of the ride, when the witch gets crushed by the boulder, both both Spum and I, if if not all three of us, simultaneously, maybe come even even joined in. But we full on yelled, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. As we neared, as we rounded the corner to the exit. Of Snow White. Oops. Let me get one more. And wait, wait, one more. Pinocchio. Very good. You've been practicing. <laughs> and and we we round the corner and realize that our voices probably carried because all three of us were doing it and we're still laughing. And we didn't realize that the ride operator for the exit that that disengages the locks and lets you out of the ride was like five feet around the corner. <laughs> And she's just looking at us with the strangest look, and I can't bear to make eye contact with her because we just did something very stupid (laughs) in front of someone who is here every fucking day, if not on the Pinocchio ride or the Snow White ride. And the only thing she says, with a very wry smile trying to put it together, I imagine... Is for a moment you made me rethink what ride I was working on. (laughs) We broke her. We broke her. And she just like shook her head a little bit. And I was crying. We were so laughing. I was laughing so so much to her reaction that I physically had tears coming out of my face. (laughs) I was also desperately ashamed of myself. (laughs) No, it was great. It was great. I didn't own it at all. I was like, oh, fuck, we've been caught. She knows we are (laughs) twisted as fuck. There's no way a sane person (laughs) yells yells out Pinocchio on on a Snow Snow White White ride. ride. Three grown men. Who the fuck are you? It is three grown men, not little kids. At 10 p.m. at night, half of us are on our way to 30. (laughs) Oh, it's great. All this fuck, motherfuckers. Ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous, but still the great story. Yes, great story. I don't want to talk about Disneyland, but we're gonna talk about Disneyland. You get a couple stories anyway, because yeah. that's what we give you here. Unsubscribe, sure. kill yourself. Don't right like now. Dislike. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Don't share. Kill yourself. Um, yeah, no, those those were the only things I really wanted to talk about when it comes to Disneyland. And I think it's fair talking about the dark rides because they're, they're dark in nature. That's not, right, that's not just to know just quick, quick, throw how out, they work. quick throw out thoughts and credit coaster overlay solid, solid. Oh, all the overlays were solid. Real good. That was the end of the day thought. Yeah. I was not disappointed with a single overlay. Guardians. Nothing. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. The Soren alternative. Cool as shit. Yeah, it Great. was. Cars, um, cars land, cars, cars, cars over test tracked. Cool. I fucking loved it. Yeah, that was done. my first time on that too. That was dope. Cowboy Avengers, real good part. Yeah, it was sick. Boom. The uh, the alternate old school Star Tours, dope. Yeah, highly suggest. I don't know if there are any other like overlays. Star Wars Space Mountain, Hyperspace Mountain. We already kind of mentioned Hyperspace Mountain. It was, it was right, awesome. 
I don't know why that isn't in every park. It's so. I good. imagine it's just because the um, the Disney World Space Mountain is just so fucked. Yeah. Both in condition and in. Well, I need uh, to. I need to. And really to work that up. on the inside. All right. Well, that's it. Dun dun. <laughs> I told you, Disney. Quick moments. Plot 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 plot. Trip was crazy. Trip was crazy. It was a wild ride from the very start to no pun intended, Mr. Toad. It was a super wild ride. Y- yeah. No, that, that And if first you think about day, all the food we ate, like, just... That first day was definitely on par with, like, how cool Horror Nights was. Mm-hmm. Like, I had just as fun there as I did there. Yeah. And in half the time. So to Horror right. Nights, to Horror Nights, like, yeah. uh, less success the that, free, man. that they just... Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. That was amazing. It was. A, a, horror, a horror nights I cannot recommend more because we just we had such a good time, and now I'm worried that any other like I'm going to two more haunted house things. We're going next, on like, Friday. Yeah, I know. In the, they'll in be the they'll next, be like, charming in their own ways. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm just like. But it won't I've seen be the same. I've seen the best. Right. I I'll probably <laughs> react the same way. You're probably gonna get a bunch of woes out right. of me. Whoa. <laughs> um, but I might not be as excited. I liked. I said woe to everything because I, like, recognized. Whoa! It's like running into a celebrity. I was like, Slimer, whoa! It's also borderline, like, E.T. cop. Oh, right. On the Jeep. Yes. Hey, they got E.T. Hey, kids, slow down! Whoa! Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a shout-out to... Uh, that acid trip, trip of, a ride of a ride that is that is ET the extraterrestrial <laughs> adventure continues in Orlando, Florida. Hosted by Steven Spielberg. Hi, I'm Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. What's that, ET? You're a puppet. E. Fuck e. off. <laughs> ET. What's what's up with your uncle? He's dying, you prick. <laughs> he keeps he keeps wanting to tickle me. I think he keeps saying Fuck that. off, my <laughs> friends are dying. <laughs> and then like and then like the first friend you heal on the ride is like an eyeless jelly-headed woman with like blood coming out of her head and you're just like what the fuck is this ride? She's like thank you. <laughs> Lose your fucking mind. Yeah, it's crazy. I hope yeah, it never goes Doing acid, though. doing yeah, it needs to stay. I hope it doing never acid anywhere. in Disney World is also up there <laughs> without twisted we were. Yes. Um, are we ready to read stories? I think yeah. we have to. I think it's time. Let's get spooky. We're gonna do some quick shit. Um, as as you could probably tell from the title, um, we are doing the last of the toast episodes, toast. Uh, the toast Butter. stories Butter. that I have. And if everyone remembers toast, it stands for the other side tumbler, which I don't think exists anymore, which is kind of neat. Um, toast. <laughs> it's like it never existed in the first place. Dun dun. Pinocchio! <laughs> and, um... Yeah. And... Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that noise, bro. So, uh... Toast are just short stories, and some of them are... St- most of them are stupid. I say some, but I'm gonna change that to most. Oh, no, most of them great. are stupid. This is gonna and, be an um, awesome experience. And it's fun, and it's fun to talk about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the random game. Let's I'm just it. gonna, like... All right, I'm going to read whatever this was. Uh, I was confused as shit. (laughs) This one's called During the Night. In the summer of 2010. Yo, I graduated that year. Shout out. I ended up in Hardinsburg, Kentucky for my grandmother's funeral. R.I.P. 
the only other time I've been up there was when I'd been younger and it was so that my grandfather could be the priest for my dad's current marriage. I didn't know you were from Texas. Yep. Anyways, I was in Kentucky for five or six days (laughs) and spent every night at my cousins and aunts. Of the grandchildren who were grown up, I was the youngest. Oh, fuck. And ended up babysitting duty for the majority of the time up there. I stayed in a little trailer at the top of a hillock along with a bunch of my younger cousins. During the day, everyone would go over to my granddad's and leave me there with the kids and then come home for a few hours and put the kids to bed before heading back out to go and do God knows what. God knows what. Probably some KKK shit. I stayed up pretty late on the last night we were there. The kids were in bed and I had the place to myself for quite a while so I figured I would go and sit on the porch and enjoy a cigarette <laughs> and as I walked out the door there was this god awful stench it was that Mary Jane it was a metallic shitty smell that is really hard to describe do you mean blood but I am sure if you have smelt it you know what I'm saying it was just this gross-ass stench that hit me like a ton of bricks when I got outside. I started gagging, walking down the stairs of the trailer, thinking I would get some fresh air off the porch. As I got down, I saw in the moonlight what looked like one of my younger cousins, Aiden. He was just kind of standing there with his back to me a good 50 feet away from the trailer. I yelled out to the little kid that he needed to get back inside or his mama would flay him alive, but he just kept standing there. I kept hollering and walked up to him, and as I got closer, I noticed he seemed kind of off. He was standing, but he had his knees bent at weird angles to each other, and his head was cocked to the side a little. Oh, he had a bone. He was doing the little uh, teapot dance. I tapped him on the shoulder, and he turned around. Aiden had this crazy manic smile on his face and sweat was just pouring off his little forehead he started shaking and it took me a moment to realize that he was laughing because no sound was coming out I tried to pick him up and carry him inside so I could look at him in some decent light and make sure he was okay but he must have backstepped as I tried to get him I snatched at him again and I caught him and he just started screaming in this really freaky guttural voice I didn't think he could make It was just way too deep and gruff for a five-year-old to make. While he was screaming, he was also flailing his arms and legs around. He ended up making contact with my groin, so I (laughs) dropped him. And he ran off towards the trailer. I sat there hunched over for a moment, getting some air before running up after him. He was gone when I looked up, so I ran inside hoping he would be waiting for me in the living room. Well, he wasn't. But after some looking around, I found him passed out in the top bunk of his bunk bed. I was confused as shit, (laughs) but I wasn't going to wake him up, and I just decided I would let his mom know about how fucking stupid he was when she got home. When my aunt got home a few hours later, I told her about it, and she woke Aiden up to ask. He had no clue whatsoever we were talking about, and we ended up sending him back to bed after giving him some juice. (laughs) My aunt thinks I must have had some crazy vivid dream 
and made it up, but the next morning, while I was loading my stuff up into the truck, I smelt that gross-ass smell, and I would have sworn I saw Aiden darting underneath the trailer. Had he not walked out the front door a split second later along with the rest of the family, I would have chased after him. But I just told myself I was imagining things and didn't say anything to my family. Um, that was a Skinwalker story. Hmm. We have read uh, a couple really good Skinwalker stories. I actually believe come back when we lived in the... Uh, old house together yeah, i believe i made I you listen him. to the skinwalker yeah. story um whenever they change skin whenever they like melt their physical form it apparently creates like an electric taste like a metallic taste in the air yeah all right let's do this. <laughs> i like this one this is good so they say <laughs> so they say is that what it's called yeah, yeah it's, so called, they it's say. called so they say so they say so they so say, they say. I killed a puppy when I was two and a half. So they say. <laughs> was playing hide and seek. Put it in an air cut. <laughs> Put it in an airtight container. Buried it. So they told say. mom to find the puppy. She didn't. <laughs> of course, I didn't realize that puppy needed oxygen. I was two. Always thought that I was a psychopath, but all my victims tell me <laughs> I'm not. They're very adamant about it. They scream it. You're not a psychopath. You're not a psychopath. <laughs> That's the end of the story. <laughs> Yeah, psychopath man, you're fine. <laughs> so they say. So they say. So they say. Um, play the play the random game. Um, so really, Grandpa Tim. you were way too comfortable reading that, right? I'm a psychopath. So have you killed a time? How many about? people have you killed before? This is yours. Seven. All right, Grandpa Tim. Says <laughs> you all. I wouldn't be too upset if that was my nickname. Grandpa Tim. Grandpa, Grandpa Tim. Grandpa Tim was a bit of a recluse, as my family liked to say. He lived out in the middle of nowhere in an old, dilapidated house. But when he came around, everyone listened. No one argues or disobeys his commands, as strange as they were. I want you to lay down and act like a duck while I take a shit on your forehead. All right, Grandpa Tim. Quack, 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 quack. For example... The time Tim convinced my Aunt Betty to purchase a life insurance policy on my Uncle Bill. Betty argued, but gave in to Grandpa, who insisted on paying for the policy. Two years later, Uncle Bill passed away from a sudden heart attack. Aunt Betty received a huge payout that helped Uncle Bill's wife with the funeral costs. Oh, thanks. Grandpa Tim's magical. Sometimes his advice would be to get checked at the doctor, even if you weren't (laughs) sick, and they would find a life-threatening tumor inside you. Other times it would be to stay home from work on a certain day, and then you'd see a 20-car pileup on the highway in the news. Grandpa Tim always knew exactly when to call. Grandpa Tim. When Tim died, I inherited all his possessions, including his house. The lawyer instructed me to check his mailbox for a letter Tim left me. I find myself opening a door in the basement, and then almost fainting when I see the endless cavern of hourglasses as far as the eye can see. The closest hourglasses to the door had the names of the family members etched on their bases. That's when I saw the sand in my parents' hourglasses about to run out. I called them and told them to not get on the plane heading to Tim's funeral. The sand in their hourglasses refilled. Grandpa Tim had quite a mighty job. Yeah, he did. He had to sit and watch fucking hourglasses all fucking (laughs) day. I I wish I was dead. (laughs) 
Does he, like, grabbed his own and, like, like, fucking I'm, I'm it. done with this shit. Fuck this job, I'm done. It's like Santa Claus, but shit. <laughs> Alright, I'm just gonna scroll up. This one's called The Tundra. Ooh, Tundra. The native villagers around these parts say that there's a stretch of tundra just north of here that is occupied by benevolent spirits. These spirits grant insight and warning to whoever visits them at night. Once the sun has disappeared entirely and left the world in jet darkness, I drove out to the middle of the frozen expanse of ice and waited, hoping to catch a glimpse of whatever commanded these people's reverence. They send their children out, bundled in furs to keep from freezing, on the eve of their fifteenth birthday, to seek an audience with the spirits. Once they have achieved this, the children run home to their parents to share the news. Jeez. From then on, these, <laughs> these children are considered adults in the village. Engaged couples visit the tundra on the night before their wedding. The entire village stays up all night awaiting their return, as it is upon their return that the couple either decides to proceed with their marriage or to abandon it. Oh, shit. The elderly visit the tundra whenever they are sick or ailing, and often make their condition worse by staying all night in the cold. When they return, however, it is most often with an air of sheer serenity. So I waited, curious to see what phenomenon might inspire people so powerfully. I waited for hours, bundled in my parka and sitting on the hood of my pickup. I waited until I felt like I was going to freeze to death, even in my thick clothing. I heard the spirit before I saw it. A crunching of snow and the silence made me jump off my truck and spin around. A hunched, gray-skinned man stood a few meters away. Sad, yellowed eyes stared back at me, set inside a skull from which sprouted only a few greasy hairs. He breathed heavily with a rattle that shook his fragile ribcage, and one of his arms looked as if it had been messily broken, and then neglected allowing it to knit back together imperfectly. Badly scarred flesh marred his splayed legs. The man stared at me for perhaps ten seconds, breathing in the frigid air and exhaling a sickly dribble of steam before disappearing when I blinked my eyes. I spun around, looking for the man, but he was truly gone. Approaching where he had stood, I found a pair of bloody footprints in the snow. Frantic with fear, I got into my pickup and headed for the village as fast as the ice would allow. A few villagers were waiting for me when I arrived, knowing that I had gone out and curious as to what might happen. I hastily got out of my truck and approached the nearest villager. I demanded, what is so benevolent about these spirits? What is so insightful? How do these spirits help you? What did you see? He asked, the look on his face now mirroring the fear in mine. I saw a man, horribly disfigured and desperately sick. I screamed into his face, Ah! And the rest of the villagers around screamed. us, Around us backed away a step. Why? What does it mean? I begged him. The spirits show only one thing, the man explained. They show their visitors a year in the future. Ooh. 
Whoa, he's dead. Whoa. Oh, damn. This bum is like having like an existential crisis. <laughs> Shit. Fucking um, dude died. I thought that story, fucking dude died, I thought that story died, was going to go in a totally different direction. Right. Interesting. Fucking dude no. died, dude. I'll let you read this bones. One. Hi there, sweetie. Shout out Booberry. Do you um do you want to be the kid and and uh and he'll be the adult? Yeah, sure. Hi there, sweetie. Hey, mom. This thing is in my room was not my mother. What are you up to, sleeping? Yeah. <laughs> it was 2 a.m. I was in my room. I had woken up to the sight of my mother standing at the foot of my bed. Only to the sight you understand, this was not my mother. How nice. It was standing right up against the foot of my bed, leaning over me slightly. We maintained constant eye contact. Neither of us had yet to blink. It knew that I knew. Can't sleep, Mom? That's right, sweetie. Mommy can't sleep anymore. It was smiling. The corners of its mouth tugged up in a grin too wide to be natural. It spoke cheerfully. We both knew we were playing a game. I spoke slowly. Mom, what are you doing here? The trick was to see who would blink first. Just watching. The door to my bedroom was directly behind it, just to the left of my walk-in closet. To leave my room, I would have to pass right by it. I had yet to actually see it move, save for its eyes, for which opened too wide. They followed me eagerly. It's two in the morning, Mom. <laughs> I try to smile. Maybe you should go. You're right, sweetie. It is past your bedtime. You should go to sleep. Please, please make it leave. We said nothing for a while, each of us content in our own stalemate. My eyes were burning, but I didn't dare close them. I didn't know what to do. There was no one to scream to. We lived alone, just me and my mother. And screaming would mean forfeiting the game, and I had taken no else. I glanced at my clock. It read 2.30 a.m. Please, Mom, it's 2.30, I said. Please, can't you go? It said nothing. Please, Mom, please go. Please, please, please. I was screaming now. Please leave me alone. Still nothing. Then, okay. Time for bed. Very carefully, without turning around or breaking eye contact, it reached behind the door for the closet door, sliding it open soundlessly. When it was fully opened, it stepped backwards inside it, settling back until only its smiling face and two wide eyes were visible. Then, equally as careful, it slid the door shut again. Good night, sweetie. Don't blink. The door clicked shut. I lay there for a long time, quietly dying of terror. My eyes were trained on the small gap left by the closet door, watching for movement as I weighed up my chances of running to the door. Paralyzed by my own fear, however, I made no such move. I fought against it for a long while, strained every will and nerve in my body, but it was too much. In the end, I blinked. That was fun. Spum and come having fun. Sweetie. <laughs> so, so did he die? Or did yeah, he that just was asleep? Yeah, probably. Yeah, monster got him. Yeah, yeah monster yeah. fucked here's, me. Here's a good one. <laughs> this is it. AM? Or is it one? AM. AM, yeah. You find it slightly odd that you just awaken for no particular reason. <clears throat> your vision is blurry as you sleep, as your sleep was deep oh, and peaceful. Best. When your brain regains the ability to read, you learn that it is the small hours of the morning. 
Still fatigued, you feel an awful feeling wash over you as your eyes find a deformed face peering over the edge of your bed at you. Boom. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! That would be my reaction. Honestly. You got it here. Good for you. Kill me. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, let me, let me get a quick one. What do you think? The feeling. I got feeling? this feeling. I got this feeling inside, inside my, my balls. balls. <laughs> We've all felt it. Inside your balls. <laughs> You're up late. Working, Play studying, with your balls. watching a movie, reading on the computer. Doesn't matter what you're doing. It's the feeling you get. You're tired. Your eyes burn and have the gritty feeling you get after not sleeping for a while. Oh. Okay, you can't go crawl into bed right now, but close your eyes for a couple minutes. Try to get a little moisture back into your eyes. That couldn't hurt anything, right? Then you're falling. Like stepping off of a cliff, you're in free fall. Though your body isn't even moving. Oh. Then, like a bunchy cord snapping back, you're jerking awake. Huh. Heart thumping a little faster, blinking quickly, wondering what just, what just happened. Whoa. Doctors call it a hypnagogic jerk. <laughs> I hypnagogic jerk myself all the time. <laughs> Natural usually reaction, with, they say. Usually with my left hand. <laughs> to your brain thinking you're dying. When you're breathing and heart rate slow as you fall asleep. What the doctors don't know is your brain is right. Every time you let yourself nod off, every time you feel that falling sensation, you're Whoa. not falling. You're being pulled down. No. And one day, Whoa. your brain won't be able to pull you back up. Whoa. They will have you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the they? They will Who's have the they? You? The feeling? I got the feeling. <laughs> Inside my balls. Because <laughs> they will have you. <laughs> yes, they will have you. Lost and found bins are often full of unclaimed items, such as coats and watches. Derek, a cheapskate, poor ass, frequented <laughs> them in an effort to save money on clothes. Distance was not a problem for him, as he did not mind having to travel for a new bin location. Yeah, that's mine, he said as he pointed to a nice hat at his latest stop, a train depot. Oh, shit. He you spotted a train depot? <laughs> yeah, my man. He had spotted a well-worn bowler that he got that he thought looked would go well with his ill-gotten finery. <laughs> Laughing at his good fortune and, and and at yet another successful scam. Oh, tally ho. He donned the hat and went back to his house for a well-deserved rest. Oh, quite a day. <laughs> Sublime. His house was decorated with all the finest and whatever he could get on sale at the thrift store or liberate from large chain stores. Exactly. He lived alone at that house for obvious reasons, namely that he loathed spending money even on himself. Jerk. Lacking anyone to talk to, he opted to parade in front of his bathroom mirror for him to get all of his glory. Yes. Though, over the next few days, he found many items. He always wore the, bowl the bowler, having taken to a shine to it. One morning, though, Derek awoke to find that he was losing clumps of his hair. Deciding against shelling out for a doctor, he contended that he never even liked his hair. Besides, he thought it would save him money on shampoo. Totally. However, he would not remain so optimistic over the next few days. He would die in his yard, trying to save money by refusing an ambulance. Dumbass. <laughs> Dude. The paramedics, noting his death, went to move his body when the hat fell off, revealing a grim sight. He lacked skin where the hat was. Seeing this, the paramedics called the CDC, who in turn called Hazmat. It turned out the hat belonged to a homegrown terrorist who had been working on a dirty bomb. 
Though the official cause of death was listed as radiation poisoning, it could have just been greed. Oh, now that's a story for all you boys and girls out there. No, he literally got killed by <laughs> radio <acid terrorist>. terrorist. <laughs> <That acid terrorist. laughs> No, he was the greedy asshole who didn't like the sheriff's money. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck. He's probably Jewish. Fuck this guy. <laughs> He's probably Jewish. La nuit. In France, He's a young crazy. ambient musician by the Marcia name of Louis. Charles. Is Charles? Is Charles French? Oui, oui. Charles. 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 Undertook an interesting new project. <laughs> he was going to record the sound of himself sleeping and release it under the name La, La nuit. nuit. It means the, the night. night. Charles lived alone in a rural oh, area. At night, I torture myself. <laughs> oh, what oh, do you at do at night? I, I smoke this cigarette, mm, and then I eat the it. cheese, Always. and I torture myself. But when he, he lived the <laughs> alone, <laughs> he lived alone in a rural area, which would remove things like car Catch alarms, traffic, and such. <laughs> he planned his project for many months, acquiring the sensitive equipment to capture oh. all outside noises, as well as his own during sleep. Who the fuck records that? <laughs> Finally, on the 27th of September, he decided to execute his plan. Charles is getting a witty French. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love French accents. He set up all his equipment and <laughs> fell asleep at midnight. The next day, Charles reviewed the recording. For the first hour, the recording played his own tossings and turnings, as well as some distant dog barks. Bark, bark. Lay back, lay back. And a few car alarms. What do car alarms sound like in France? So much for his plan to distance himself from cars. He's continued throughout the second hour as well until Giles heard something that terrified him. For exactly three hours and 24 minutes in, the recording played the sound of his bedroom door opening. That's, that's it. Someone sneaks into his fucking bedroom at night and fucking puts their balls in his mouth. <laughs> T-Bag, motherfucker! In French. Oh, le T-Bag. Le T-Bag of T-Bag on your cheek. That shit broke me. It literally broke me in half like an egg. Fuck off! This one's called Dark Corners. In almost every building, there is one corner, one small enclosure that no one ever looks at. It's the corner in the basement that has been blocked by a disused sofa for years. The thin space in the attic between the wall and the stacks and the I stacks of crates. Full it. of junk you never use, the but can never throw your balls away. And your the taint. The grundle. <laughs> the taint. The space that never sees the light of day or any other kind of light at all, where darkness does not merely dominate, but practically oozes out from the edges of his prison. No one knows quite how long a space must remain concealed for it to acquire this particular property, nor if there are any specific conditions it must meet. But it is far more common occurrence than you might think. In newer buildings, when this happens, the residents often report feeling cold when they pass by, even in attics during the hottest of summers. <laughs> Whenever contemplating taking a quick peek to see if there's anything actually there, an unnatural dread seizes them and they leave the room quickly, if not quite running. Once left behind, the feeling passes and it is quickly forgotten or laughed off. What actually happens in these forgotten sanctuaries of the dark? It is impossible to tell, for while many such corners have been exposed to reveal absolutely nothing, some brave souls have lost their sanity through nothing more than an ill-timed glance. 
the safest thing to do when encountered with such a phenomenon. Close your eyes, rip away the areas covering in a single motion, then keep a tight hold on what you've pulled away. No matter what you hear or feel, do not get up, do not look around, and do not try to cover your ears. You might be one of the lucky ones. Or not. Or you might get punched in the face by your cousins. <laughs> Maybe it's to be a water. Oh, it's just, it's just Hayden. A traveler's nightmare. Perfect for us. What, you consider yourself a traveler, right? He is a traveler of the world. He's a fucking traveler. A young little traveler. He's a little gulliver. telling his tale. A young woman was traveling in a foreign country with her mother and was... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> New voice. I, think I could not do that the whole time. It's a good a young mother. It's a good Batman voice. A young mother was traveling... He goes to British. Just start with one older woman. He goes British. I'm sorry. He's trying to set the scene. He doesn't know. know where to set it. Yet. I know, I know. A young woman was traveling in a foreign country with her mother when the older woman became very ill. <coughs> a doctor came in the room to examine her and told the daughter he'd need to get some medicines from across town immediately and that he'd stay with the patient. The doctor did. The daughter did as she was told. It was late in the evening when she finally made it back to the hotel through the crowded city. To her surprise, her room was locked. She went to the front desk to see why the doctor had left her mother, and the man at the front desk told her no one was staying in that room and hadn't been for days. Crazy little bitch. The young woman became more and more frantic, and the clerk eventually told her to go to the room and inspect it. Inside, she found what was not only her mother there, the furnishings decor were completely different than she remembered. She never saw her mother again. How about that? That doctor t- stole that bitch's body and gave her pretty much gave it to <laughs> Yeah, back then they actually did. Uh, they actually did sell uh, sell dead bodies to science. Hey, little girl, go away. So we're gonna read this next. There's one. only ten more pages left. It's called the there. Screamer Virus. <laughs> I'm going to describe something that I could have sworn somebody told me about, but I found absolutely no information about it anywhere on the net and can't remember for the life of me where I heard it initially. Anyway, I know that it had to exist in some form because my mind wouldn't have just conjured this sort of thing up. Back in mid to late decade, maybe uh, 2006, I want to say, there was this virus going around on the web. It only lasted for a short period before supposedly it was neutralized, but versions of it still exist on the web. The virus was created by somebody unknown, probably for reasons that will become clear in the coming words. I can't remember if it was transferred through mail or through a page, but it would silently install itself on your system in a folder tucked deep away. I'm sure that modern virus software might be able to find it, but remember, it was a big deal that people couldn't find at that time. Its name was also particularly chilling for what it was, spectre.exe. The file would supposedly install itself shortly after making its way onto your hard drive, but unlike many viruses, it would not affect your files or piggyback its way onto your outgoing data. Instead, a hidden process would be running, and several months after it was installed, it would activate. Whatever you were doing on your screen would instantly disappear and be replaced by a horrible, gory image. I believe of a face, a horrible, wailing, screeching noise would also play in congruence to the image. The only way to make it stop was to turn off the system. Turning it back on fixed it for the time being, but at an irregular interval, the image and sound could pop up again at any time. Pinocchio! <laughs> when I heard about this, I was absolutely horrified 
and was afraid that I could, ha I could have it because of how hidden it was and how terrifying it sounded. I can't imagine a worse infiltration. Has anybody heard about this? I like that you would almost re you would read that on a website. Yeah. So it's like, could be it's like, post. oh, fuck, yeah. I just clicked this post. Now I have it. Now I have the screamer. Pinocchio will never not be funny. This horrible screeching yeah, sound. Yeah, we have, we have three stories left, I believe. Right, cool. One so more round, one, one more round for each one of us. One more round I'll for each I'll give you the quickest us. one, and I'll take the longest one right now. The black hand. This one is called the black hand. That was the first time I got jerked off. <laughs> okay, disclaimer. To be very honest of my knowledge, this story is true. I don't expect to convince you, truth be told. I've had a hard time coming to terms with it myself, cliche as it may be. I really am a rational person, and if not for this, I would probably be the most stone-faced atheist you'd ever meet. But after much internal struggle and debate, I have come to the conclusion that there are things in life that simply can't be explained with reason, or at least in the form in which we know it. Logic, for all the trust we place in it, is really nothing more than a candle, all too easily snuffed out. And when it is gone, we are left alone in the dark, and everything we would scoff at by daylight suddenly becomes very believable. Alright, before I wax too melodramatic, here's my story. I was very young, only four or five at most, before either of my siblings were born. It was just mommy and daddy and me. Mammy. Daddy. Me. Daddy. Living in our little house in Great Bend, Kansas. This is the wrong... Accent. Accent. <laughs> Very quaint. You told me this way late Very in the introduction. Quaint. We were a young family without much money, and most of our furniture was secondhand. It was the middle of the day, summer, hot, boring. I was playing marbles by myself on the thin carpet beside the huge old flower pattern couch. Mom was down the hall in the kitchen, and Dad was at work. Why I was trying to roll marbles around on the carpet, I don't know. We had a perfectly good linoleum floor, after all. But there I was, swishing the marbles back and forth, happily bouncing them into each other. Then, in my overzealous enthusiasm, I rolled too hard. Well, my favorite marble, the clear ruby red it. one, zipped into the dark space under the couch and was lost. Damn it. Dad wasn't home, and he was the only one strong enough to move that huge old couch for me. I'd have to get my marble back myself. I reached my hand under the couch, tentatively at first, then deeper. Encountering no marbles, I pulled my hand out in disappointment. Then, a hand reached out from under the couch back at me. I remember the image vividly, and I suspect I always will. It was a slim hand with tapered fingers, a woman's hand. It was gnarled and wrinkled as if aged, and it was dead black. Not black as in African, black as in dead, you fuck. Of course, back then I didn't know that corpses blacken as they decompose, so I didn't know what the black meant. The hand reached out to me as far as it could, which was just up to the wrist. Then it retreated under the couch. Then it emerged again, this time pushing with it a little crumpled up plastic bag with a logo on it I didn't recognize. It waited as if expecting me to take the bag. Then, when I didn't, it pulled the bag back under the couch and was gone. I got up, walked down to the kitchen, and told my mom what had happened. Why didn't I run screaming, or at least run? I don't really don't. I, I don't. I don't really know. All I can say is I was a weird little kid. 
A hand reaching out from under the couch at me didn't seem like a huge deal. I had yet learned that was what was and was not permissible in reality. I had no worldview. Mom was skeptical, but walked me back to the couch and explained how I was probably imagining things. She even reached her hand under the couch to convince me that nothing was down there. Later, Dad lifted the couch up for me, and the only thing under it was, of course, my missing marble. Plus a few more marbles I don't even remember losing. But here's the scary part. For years I remembered this. I even developed a weird fantasy of little hand people living under the couch, and I, in my childlike innocence, believed that they would catch me and take me away if I ever reached into their domain again. Then as I grew older, I wrote the memory off as a dream I had as a child, cute but silly. Then a few years ago, I recounted the story to my mother, and she gave me a funny look and told me she remembered it, because after all, she had been there. She told me that she remembered me coming to her in the middle of the day and telling her about a hand under the couch and remembered being pretty disturbed by my story since I was extremely quiet, a well-behaved kid who didn't ever tell a lie. Then she told me about the couch itself. According to her, she and Dad had gotten the couch from the estate of an old woman who had actually died on it. This was the first time I heard about it, but it sure explained why they got rid of the couch within a month of my story. But here's the part that truly frightens me even to this day. The part that I have to try so hard to get out of my mind some nights. Remember that bag? The hand pushed towards me? I've never forgotten the logo that was on it, and recently, as in a few years ago, I saw the same logo again in what looked like the same type of bag in a hardware store. It was a bag of utility razor blades. Dang. Sounds like she unsubscribed and killed herself. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. This is a story about two young men from Birmingham, UK. <laughs> and, it, and it happened in the year 1969. I'm not claiming that this is exactly how it happened down to the last detail, but still, this is more or less a true story. Terrence. A man from a working class around the age of 20 had been interested in the occult for some time back then. He had painted his room in matte black and decorated it with inverted crosses, pentagrams, and various pictures of demons and Satan himself. He read and wrote about dark cults, the supernatural, and about everything that is evil and unholy. His mate, John, <laughs> knew this well. When he stumbled upon a book that was obviously hey, written... Hey, mate, you want to go praise the devil later? I Fuck wanna... yeah, mate. <laughs> Fuck off, you cunt. Let's get a bite, mate. Talk about devils. Uh, let's he see. Stumbled upon a book. <laughs> we stumbled upon a book that was obviously written in the last couple of hundred of years. In Latin, he went straight to Terence and gave it to him as a present. None of them had any idea what it was about, since they did not understand Latin, but it was obvious from the appearance and the sound of some words written in it that it had to do something with black magic or witchcraft. Terence was so amazed by this book that he forgot to ask John where he had even found it. He spent the whole evening trying to figure out what this book could teach him, but even after a couple hours of intense studying, he could still not find a clue. Frustrated and exhausted, he put the book on his desk and simply went to sleep. He awakened in the middle of the night, not sure that what it was that interrupted his deep slumber, but then he saw it. On the end of his bed, barely visible in the dark of his room, stood an enormous black shape with fiery red eyes, and it pointed at him. 
It was Soldier Boy. <laughs> you. <laughs> His natural reaction was to switch on the light, which he did, and the thing was gone. And as it turned out, so was the book John had given him. He looked for it everywhere in his room, and his house, and at his friend's house, but the book had simply vanished. Of course, this incident left a big influence on both of them. The influence was so big, in fact, they decided to write a song about it, and later renamed the rock band that played in it. The song's called Black Sabbath. Rock and roll. <laughs> rock and yeah. roll. Uh, and rock this and is, roll. This is going to be the... The last story. The final toast is called Psychic Ability. Ooh. So I live, I live in Osaka, Japan. <laughs> oh, And <laughs> often use a subway to go to work in the morning. One day when I was waiting for the train, I noticed a homeless man standing in a corner of the subway station. What the homeless man? Homeless. Muttering to himself as people... He was Mongolian. He was hurting out a cap. And seemed to be begging for spare change. Spatan. A fat woman passed by the homeless man, and I distinctly heard him say, Pig. Pig. Wow, I thought to myself, this homeless man is insulting people, and he still expects them to give him money. Then a tall businessman went by, and the homeless guy muttered, Human? Human? I can't argue with that. Obviously, he was a human. The next day, I arrived early at the subway station and had some time to cure. So I decided to stand close to the homeless man and listen to his strange mutterings. Some time to cure. <laughs> time to cure. Time to cure. <laughs> A thin, haggard-looking man passed in front of him, and I heard the homeless guy mutter, Cow. Cow, I thought. The man was much too skinny to be a cow. He looked more like a turkey or chicken to me. A mayor so raider, a fat man went by, and a homeless man <laughs> said, Potato. Potato? I said under the impression that he called all fat people pig. That day at work, I couldn't stop thinking about this homeless man and his puzzling behavior. Yeah, pig don't make sense. Pig, yeah, no, pig why don't you make sense. Pig? It's not good. Why are you calling people? Come up with no name. I keep trying to find some logic. I come here for entertainment every in morning. He, in what he was muttering. What are you, what are you doing, homeless With Japanese, we are small pins. Perhaps he has some kind of psychic ability, I thought. Maybe he knows what these people were in a previous life. In Japan, many people believe in reincarnation. I observed the homeless man many times and began to think my theory was right. I often heard him calling people some things rabbit or onion or sheep or tomato. One day curiosity got better at me and I decided to ask him what was going on. As I walked up to him, he looked at me and said, Bread! Bread for all you uh, people that can't understand Bled. my clear Japanese Bled. accent. Bled. Bled. I tossed some money into his cup and asked him if he had some kind of psychic ability. <laughs> like the, yeah. so, some kind some of psychic ability. <laughs> the homeless man smiled and said, Yes, indeed. I do have psychic ability. It is an ability I obtained years ago. But it is not what you might expect. I can't tear the future, read minds, or anything like that. Then what is your ability? I asked eagerly. The ability is merely to know the last thing somebody ate. Hmm. I laughed because I realized he was right. He said, Bled. 
The last thing I'd eaten for breakfast that day was toast. I walked away, shaking my head of all the psychic abilities someone could have. That one must be the most useless. <laughs> Did he yell any stupid things? The <laughs> He said human. Yeah. Oh, shit. He said human at one point. Yeah. Which is why the story It would have been fun. better if he would have been like, Asshole! <laughs> oh, the ass pussy! Oh, I love how it was toast. Oh, you dirty! Ending with toast with toast. Toast and bread! You don't like bread? You don't want the bread? Well, that was fun. That was toast! That was toy fun! You I put actually... the butter on a toast! I wish I could read that in cool accents like you. <laughs> You, you did cool accents. <laughs> you actually did six of them while reading the first sentence. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I take skill. I'm not even mad. In Birmingham, UK. <laughs> um, we also had some guy from Kansas. Who, <laughs> who I'm a New Yorker. Sounds like the Tower of Terror guy. I'm, uh, I'm a New York gangster from, from, uh, from Kansas. Made himself uh, Kansas somehow. Uh, uh, fuck you. So, this was episode 148. Holy oh, shit! And uh, we are currently in our celebration period. What are we, um, what are we celebrating? Our three-year anniversary. Lots, lots of pasta. That is a lot. So lots of I have pasta for dinner. I'm um, going to go eat some when I get home. Yo, November. Lots of pasta. Holla at your boy. This is when we started recording three years ago. We got some good shit coming up for the three-year anniversary. I got my two favorite readers uh, coming on for for separate episodes where we're going to read some shit that I was told was pretty good. Some one-offs. I'm going to get off some series for uh, a little bit with them. I'm going to do a series with someone else coming up. Yeah, uh, and then we go very quickly into the Christmas season, which is Frowns McBoohoo's favorite. Um, I'm, Frowny boy. I'm making a surprise for him. We're doing another Christmas episode. Um, la, la, they're like la, his la, favorite. La, 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 la. They're like his favorite episodes because the music is ridiculous yeah. and the stories usually aren't good. <laughs> um, so that's, Santa fucks me, mom again. I'm not not gonna, again. If if people can go back and just listen to, I think it's the first or second Christmas episode. We read this troll pasta about like a naked homeless man claiming to be Santa, and he just takes a boy on like a ridiculous adventure throughout the night, like murdering people and and talking about having sex with like hookers and shit. And I just did the most insane voice I could possibly do for this guy. There you go. Um, I'd say we drop it in the comments for you, but we're not going to because <laughs> fuck, fuck to. you, fuck you unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this was lots of pasta episode one hundred and forty-eight with Woo! both spam and cam. Spam and cam. Come again. <laughs> and uh, that was great. And uh, that's that's all, folks. Have a great night. Love you. Morning. Afternoon. I don't think I could legally even say that. What? (laughs) That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Is (laughs) Blake going to do that? That's all, folks. Pork pig. will definitely think of it. Pig. Pig. Two to the one, to the one, to the three. I like good pussy and I like good trees. Smoke so much weed you wouldn't believe. And I get more ass than.